Amen. It's good to hear you sing the praises of the Lord. And we're going to turn together just very briefly this evening to the prophecy of Isaiah. The prophecy of Isaiah and the chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. And uh, wanting to read some verses here commencing at the verse 1. And I did mention on the Lord's Day uh, that tonight we would be devoting uh, most of the time to prayer. And so I'm just going to read a portion and leave some very brief thoughts with you. And then after singing another couple of verses of a hymn, we will get down to prayer. And so reading from Isaiah chapter 11 and the first verse. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day... There shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people, to wit shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Amen. We'll end there at verse 10, and may the Lord bless his word to our hearts this evening. Really just drawing your attention for a moment uh, to the opening two verses of the chapter. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Whenever you come to the prophecy of Isaiah, it could really be called the gospel according to Isaiah, because there are so many references found here concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are direct prophecies 
that can only find their fulfillment in the Savior. For example, you would be familiar with the words in chapter 7 and the verse 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And in chapter 9 of Isaiah and the verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so these prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, his virgin birth, the fact that he is Emmanuel, God with us, and of course those beautiful names, the fivefold description of the child that would be born and of the son that would be given. He is wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And then when you come into chapter 11, just where we have been reading, it is speaking again about the coming forth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can see there in verse 1 the reference to the branch and the branch with a capital B. And there are other references in the Old Testament to the branch. And the branch here is the Lord Jesus himself. And so you could have here the figure of the branch. And as I read it, I did have an outline. There's then the fullness of the branch, and that's revealed in verse 2. And then from verse 3 and onwards, you would have the future of the branch and how that branch that is going to come forth, it will rule and it will reign in righteousness. And so when it speaks to us here in Isaiah 11 and the chapter 1 about the rod and about the stem of Jesse and about this branch that will grow out of its roots, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the Savior coming forth. And we're left in no doubt about that because in the New Testament, in Romans chapter 15, Whenever the Apostle Paul was writing to the believers at Rome, in chapter 15 and the verse 12, he draws their attention to this particular portion in Isaiah 11. And he says, And again, Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. And Paul is speaking to the Romans about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's referring them back to that prophecy of Isaiah. And so unmistakably, that branch is a reference to the Savior. It's a prophecy concerning Christ. And so you could explore the figure of the branch and you could explore the future of the branch depending upon your views of the end times and of eschatology. But just this evening, I want you to think about the fullness of the branch. The Lord Jesus Christ who would come forth. In verse 2 where we have been reading, 
It speaks about the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The word rest there, it means to abide. And it refers to sitting upon him, remaining upon him, making him his habitation. The Spirit of the Lord. And whenever the Lord Jesus Christ came forth and he commenced his earthly ministry, and you could read in Luke 4 and the verse 18, he said himself, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me. And here is that fullness. Colossians, we have been speaking about the fullness of Christ. Colossians 1 and the verse 19, It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Colossians 2 and the verse 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And here in Isaiah 11 and the verse 2, it's the Spirit of the Lord resting upon him in all of his fullness. And there is a sevenfold description of the Holy Spirit of God there in verse 2. You notice the wording. Firstly, it's referred to as the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. And the title Lord there is Jehovah. And so we're left in no doubt that the spirit to which we're referring here, it's not the spirit of man. It's not the spirit of the world. It's not the deceiving spirits that go forth. But rather, it's the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. Then the second description there of the spirit is the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom, that infinite wisdom. You look at verse 2 again, we can see there it's the spirit of understanding. The Holy Spirit of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, they have the fullness of understanding. They understand perfectly, understanding in every sense of the word. Then looking at that second verse again, you have the spirit of the Lord, you have the spirit of wisdom, you have the spirit of understanding, and then you have the spirit of counsel. The spirit of counsel, the ways, the perfect counsel, the direction, the advice that the Lord can give, that direction that the Lord can give, the spirit of counsel. And then it says the spirit of might. And there's the power of the Lord. And the Savior, when he was upon this earth, he displayed that power. And you think of the miracles that he performed. And the Savior continues to have that power yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. No change. Jehovah knows. Then also from verse 2, the Spirit of knowledge, the omniscient Lord. He knows, and he knows all things, and he knows all the facts. 
And we can rest in that fact, that great truth that the Lord knows all things. We do not know all things. Our uh, knowledge is so limited. We are so finite. But he knows all things. Paul was writing to the Hebrews in chapter 4. He said, all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The spirit of knowledge. Then the seventh description there of the spirit is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And that fear there is that, that reverence of the Lord. And that submission to the Lord, that respect and that godly fear that there ought to be of the Lord. And so you can see here that the Holy Spirit of the Lord resting upon the Savior was there in that sevenfold way. And seven in the Bible is the number of perfection. And so the Spirit of the Lord was there in all his fullness and in all his perfection upon the Savior. John 3, the verse 34, the Savior said, For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. You think of that claim of the Savior. We can only know the Spirit of God by measure, to, to some degree and measure, but to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's without measure. The Holy Spirit, without measure, that can only be said of one man, that's the God-man, the sevenfold Spirit of the Lord resteth upon him. John, in writing the book of the Revelation, would speak about the seven spirits. At least four times in the book of the Revelation, he would refer to the seven spirits that are before the throne. Revelation 1 and the verse 4 would be the first and I let you find the others yourself. Not that there are seven different spirits of God. It's all the one spirit, God the Holy Spirit, but described in that sevenfold way. And in that fullness, the Spirit of the Lord rested upon Christ. And tonight as we come to our season of prayer, we could do no better than to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I think it may have been last year I entitled one of the messages around this time to the true spirit of Christmas. And here we have the true spirit of Christmas, the Holy Spirit of God. Pray that the Holy Spirit of God would move upon our hearts as we seek to worship the Lord, and as we seek to live for the Lord, and as we seek to serve the Lord, and that we would see the power of God the Holy Spirit being displayed in these days. May God bless these thoughts to our hearts this evening, and may they help us as we come to seek his face together. We're going to sing just a couple of